So let's start this episode off with a bang. I like to say the N-word every morning, like maybe 15 to 20 times in the mirror. So that way I can keep my teeth white. <laughs> let's get it. Oh, it's time to crack open unnecessary evil. Get that beat popping. My favorite intro beat. There we go. What's up with my mic? I fucking hit that shit a long time ago. But anyways, um, welcome everybody to the Psilocybe Tribe podcast. Of course, you know, it's your boy Salvia the Mint. And uh, I'm just here. I'm here for you. I'm checking in, man. Anyways, that's like what you do whenever you, um, you're walking through a hood. If you start walking through the wrong hood, if you know what I'm saying. Right, I'll just say if there's not very many white people, hmm? no, I'm playing. Oh man, you go you go through an apartment complex that's like gang related, and just see people start pulling up on you. I'm just all like, oh, what you doing on this side of the woods? What you doing on this side? You know the best way to get through that and get them off your ass and just be like, I'm just checking in, God, just checking in, fam. Because now nah, we ain't family. Just keep on walking. It worked for me. Not, I don't know if it's going to work every fucking time, but, you know, I keep that thing on me so I can make damn sure. Be like, wait, man, we, I didn't ask for no problems, but there can be some. Anyways, what's up, man? Uh, I don't even know how I got on that shit. I just cracked a beer, so what the fuck? Why is my attention span so short today? Who? Kn- oh, it, I know. It must be because it's spooky season. Everybody's been waiting for fucking Halloween. And what better way to start off this fucking spooky season than to um, tell you guys about some scary shit, you know, describe some scary stories. People are fucking killers back in the day. Y'all want some y'all want some spooky season shit? I do this every year. So and plus uh, my buddy Juan, he's always uh, sending he's always he, he prepares this shit every year for halloween and so i thank him for it all of this credit goes to him i I just regurgitated onto the mic you feel me you know it's been a while since i had these my favorite beers i've been um watching what i eat and i haven't had these necessary evils in a while so i was feeling a little in a funk i was feeling a little shitty some shit popped up and it was just inconvenient and uh, my wife did me a fucking solid. She went out to the um, she went out to the store. She got me a new fucking cooler so that I can take my beers to. Uh, see, this is how she did it. She bought a cooler and said, "Here, look, I got you one that doesn't leak." 
There you go. It's got that little plastic liner inside that's like a bucket. And uh, I was like, hey, that's great. It's kind of heavy. And she's just all like, I wonder what's inside. And I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing with your slick ass. All right, let me see. And so I crack it open, and there's a bag of beef jerky in there, and there's uh, pepper, just how I like it. And there's also uh, a six-pack of these Necessary Evil with ice. With ice. Like, that's fucking Kate. Man, pff, I'm spoiled. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I said, what better time to drink them than with you guys? So, cheers, right? Or it depends on your nationality. Salud, or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> However y'all toast, that's how we toast in the day. Uh, let me pause a second. I'm going to chug this. All right. I got the burps out of the way, I think, at least for the most part, most of them. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's kick off this year's list with the real OG. I'm talking about the one gang banger. The Wicked Witch of the West. That's right, motherfuckers. Now, this here's something you may not know, okay? She's making her first appearance in 1900 in the wonderful Wizard of Oz storybook by L. Frank Baum. She was living proof that fact really is stranger than fiction. Now, according to Baum, he drew inspiration for the Wicked Witch from an actual neighbor that he had as a child. Uh, she was a mean and eccentric woman who all the neighborhood kids would fer refer to her as the witch. Now, his evil villain was later brought to life on the big screen in 1939 by Margaret Hamilton. She never knew she was going to be an icon. So anyways, at the time, she was one of the most terrifying characters in film. Gave children everywhere nightmares for years to come. The Wicked Witch of the West is a prime example that simplicity really is key for resilience. What the fuck does resilience mean? Thanks, dude. You, you were supposed to write this shit to where I can... Fuck it. So for the past 82 years, her black dress, pointed hat, and green skin remain an instantly recognizable icon. Now, she alone has paved the way for many other witches looking for that same iconic status. And even though it took years for the film to be recognized as a critical success, Hamilton's iconic line, I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. As well as the, uh, the scene where she melts at Dorothy's feet have become two of the most enduring moments in cinema history. I bet you didn't know that shit, huh? Hell yeah, we kicking this bitch off with the Wicked Wizard of the Wit. Now this is one I kind of liked as well. Marie, her name is Marie Laveau. And uh, she was a Louisiana Creole practitioner of voodoo, an herbalist, hey, and midwife who was renowned in, um, in, Luo, uh, renowned in New Orleans. She was also known to practice like root work, conjure Native American and African spiritualism, as well as Louisiana voodoo. Let's get it, baby. Historical records state that Marie Laveau was born a free woman of color in 1794 in colonial New Orleans. It was 
also confirmed that she was the biological daughter of Charles Lavelle. That's a lot. That's a weird ass name. Every every fucking so it has to be a Lavelle Abdu Badu Badu Badu. Every Lavelle Yo Papa Do's head ass. A white Frenchman and a politician, and her mother. I'm not even gonna fucking try to pronounce that shit. Marguerite D'Arcatel. But what the fuck? Anyways, a, a free woman of color who was white, black, and Native American ancestry. Although some references to Mary Laval in popular culture refer to her as a, quote, witch, she has also been called a uh, voodoo priestess and uh, frequently described as voodoo queen. Voodoo people, magic people. Anyways, that was for those that know uh, Prodigy. It's a good song. At the uh, man, that's my shit. Anyways, um, <laughs> at the time of her death, the New York Times, the New Orleans Daily Picayune, and uh, the Daily States and other news sources described her as the woman of great beauty, intellect, and charisma, who was also pious, charitable, and a skilled herbal healer. Local folklore says that her ghost can be seen walking around her famed gravesite. Madame Laveau's tomb still stands to this very day. Locals believe that writing XXX on her grave will bring eternal luck and protection. But be careful. Supposedly guarded by a giant python. Bro, if you put, if you're talking about XXX, three X's, and a giant python, motherfucker, that's a porno, dude. That's a fucking porno. There's a big-ass python. I mean, I'm... Maybe I got a teenager python shit. I ain't trying to brag, but not. <laughs> Anyways, let's keep it serious. All right, so next, coming up, we also have somebody who you guys may be familiar with. Hermione Granger. That's right. They say no one likes a know-it-all. <laughs> well, I beg to differ. The one and only objection goes to the next witch on my list. And that is Hermione Granger, who is a, an extremely compassionate, level-headed bookworm who never settles for less. <laughs> hey, that's I like that kind of a bitch. She was uh, created in 1997 by J.K. Rowling and was described by her as a uh, a borderline genius. She was later uh, beautifully brought to life by Emma Watson in 2001 before she became a douchebag fucking feminist. Anyways, uh, for the first installment of the Harry Potter film franchise, Hermione instantly made an impact in the world of literature and film as an incredible role model for young girls everywhere. I'm not going to lie, after like the sec on, on the third film, I was I was uh I was in love with this bitch. I was like Hermione, you look so fucking fine whenever you or no, I think it was the fourth one. Yeah, cause her hair was all like poofed out and shit, and I like it when it was you know straightened up, made her look. Anyways, <laughs> she's a young witch navigating through life with logic and empathize emphasizes 
that learning is of the utmost importance. Sometimes bullied, she was called a mudblood. That's like the N-word, you know, for having been born to muggle parents. And uh, Hermione takes these negatives. She uses them to fuel her drive to simply be the best that she can be. She joined the army to be all that she can be. And don't forget, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Like, are you serious? I prefer uh, Sa, dude. <laughs> All right, man. Let's keep it rolling with this fucking uh, spooky season and shit. Alice Keitler. Dame Alice Keitler. We're just going to call her Kai. Dame Alice Kai was the first recorded person condemned for witchcraft in Ireland. Oh, shit. She was the first person falsely accused of some bullshit. Man, little does she know, later on, bitches be tripping left and right. But anyways, she fled the country to, uh, I think, either England or Flanders. <laughs> Flanders. <laughs> Oakley Doakley. And, uh, and, and there is no record of her after her escape from persecution. And, ah, uh, oh, y'all let that bitch run. She done bounced on y'all asses. Anyways, her servant, uh, Petronia, Petronilia de Meath, was burned to death at the stake on uh, November 3rd, 1324. Damn! That's long-ass time ago. After being tortured and confessing to the her heretical crimes that she... Kai and Kai's followers were alleged to have committed. So before sentencing, Kai, along with uh, Patronus, the uh, Patronia daughter, Basilia, they got the weirdest fucking names, bro. What happened to, like, Jennifer, you know? Oh, they escaped. So anyways, although at least 10 other people faced convictions and connection to Kai, they did not attempt to escape with their leader. There are no... That's why them bitches died. You gotta stay true to your... You gotta stay loyal to your soil, motherfucker. Anyways, there are no uh, no records of her life after her escape. She kept it on the low, low, man. Uh, she be creeping on the low. Her, <laughs> her date of death is uh, is unknown, along with the location of a burial site. But Alice Kai, she, uh, she holds the distinction of being one of the very few who, quote... Got away with it. I can see her face. She looks like she, man, she got resting bitch face right here. She, I can see it. I wish I could see this picture. And then this is other one just looks pissed off. Like, you know how somebody just fucked you over in, in the past and then you just happen to run into them at the store. And that face you just got on your face like, motherfucking bitch. Let me catch you outside. God damn it. How about that? Yeah, that's what she looks like. It's an ugly ass face. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they didn't have very good, you know, <laughs> lighting. I don't know. I'm trying to give them some kind of justice. So let's keep it going, man. Sabrina Spellman. Hey. Making her first appearance in the Archie comics in October 1962. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is super fun. Hold on, let me stop right here. So fucking hot. Oh, my God. Like... You don't understand where I would put my tongue on that bitch whenever I was younger. So the the bitch that played on TV, the Sabrina the Teenage Witch, 
uh, I forget her name, but her and Alicia Silverstone that played in, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Rolling with the homies. It's an old ass movie. I forget, but I don't give a fuck about looking it up. Yeah, Alicia Silverstone and that witch. Oh, I'd, I'd put my tongue in every hole, baby. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Anyways, um, where was I? <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch is the story about a girl discovering that she's a witch on her 16th birthday. And right after the quince. All right, good deal. And how she and her trusty talking cat say love try to deal with it along with uh, all the other turmoils that come with teenage girlhood. After her successful launch in the comic book world, she was later brought to the small screen in 1996 with a sitcom starring Melissa Joan Hart. Hey. The, uh, the show proved very successful. It featured like seven seasons and had like the highest ratings on ABC's uh, TGIF front lineup. And uh, it later made it into an animated series and most recently with the god-awful remake. <laughs> well, Sabrina has been a uh, pop culture icon for the past 60 years and looks like she's here to stay. So there's that. There she is. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's the one. I'll do it. Now this other one, it says uh, Chilling Adventures of Christina. That looks like my daughter. So I don't think I would do anything with my tongue on that one. Gonna have to give you a hard pass, sweetheart. However, the one with that little black cat, I fucks with it. Hey, <laughs> let's get another beer. Oh, <clears throat> sorry about that. I had to get me another beer. Just, I really hope you guys are enjoying these. Um, it's actually, I learned some shit from these as well. So, you know, we're we got spooky season going, so it's all good. Anyways, y'all ready to keep going? Well, I guess that's going to be all of it. So, anyways, what's up with the world, man? I hope you guys enjoyed that. But let's get into what's going on in the world, man. What about fentanyl? You know, uh, we, we've all come across some marijuana strains. That's, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like there's a new strain that comes out on the fucking weed market. And it's called fentanyl. It's like, I don't know. Straight up, this strain is called death. <laughs> Everything has fucking fentanyl in it nowadays. I wouldn't be surprised if our food has fentanyl in it, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe our water supply needs a little bit of fentanyl so everybody can chill the fuck out or die off. I don't know whichever one comes first, but I haven't died because you know I got a hell of a high tolerance. <laughs> so, what's up with everybody over here in Texas? We have the State Fair of Texas right now. There's a lot of shit to do at the state fair, you know, and there's a lot of shit to buy. First, you got to pay to what go in, and then you got to buy overpriced shit. So I've said it once, and I will always say it again. Uh, the state fair of Texas is not for broke men. Uh, broke people, you don't want to go to the state fair because you will be very disappointed. If all you got is $100, you just, you basically came to eat one thing and leave. But, uh... No, over here at the State Fair of Texas, you know, they got some... I'm always interested in the concept cars. I love to see what's coming out in the future. You get a sneak peek of the car market. And uh, the food, of course, is always terrible food for you. Fried shit, fried Oreos, fried urine, 
fried water. I don't know. Fried, fried. There's always something fried. Like one of these days we're going to get like fried dirt. <laughs> what about the rides? When I was a kid, I used to love the fucking rides. Now my parents had like stupid money. So we would ride every single ride they had in there. But they would never let us play the carnival games. They said that those were rigged and they're ripoff. And boy, were they fucking right. There's, there's this one where it's like a little plastic bucket. And you're supposed to throw like a softball into the bucket. And uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you win a prize if it stays in the bucket. I'm like, oh, pff, how fucking easy. Tell me why I lightly roll that shit out of my hand up in the air. Just kind of do an underhand toss. It goes, it goes, it goes. And that bitch bounces back harder than I threw it. Yeah. I, I threw it lightly and it came back even faster. So it was like, this shit's fucking beyond rigged. And I was like, what's behind that thing? And then he's like, sir, you need to leave. And I bet. You need to fucking leave. About to get shot, bitch. You know where the fuck you at? You in Texas, motherfucker. No, I'm playing. He's probably got a shotgun just like you were saying. Like, hey, man, I'm, I was just fucking bullshitting with you, bro. Like, uh, this, this ain't this Oklahoma. I don't know. Anyways, um, what about that Ferris wheel? I do not like being super high up off the ground. And, uh, like, I don't know, I've got this slight fear of, fear of heights, but I also want to, like, do skydiving. So I don't know how the fuck I'm going to make that work. But everybody knows that whenever you get on the Ferris wheel and you go all the way to the top, you either get a blowjob or you smoke some weed. So the last time that I did it, I was very scared and paranoid up there. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to smoke some weed. This was years ago when I was still in high school. And uh, when we were at the very top, uh, I was like paranoid as shit because I'm scared of heights. And uh, I'm trying to fucking like, I have a little bit of weed, a little bit of pot, a little pipe in my pocket. And I'm trying to like spark that shit. And dude, I shit you not. Whenever you're up at the top of that shit, the wind is just going so fucking strong and I'm just sitting there just like, come on, smoke your goddamn. You know, just clenched jaws and everything. Like, I did not have a good time at all. I wasn't getting no blowjob, and I for sure wasn't getting high. And uh, that was a waste of tickets. I fucking hated it. But uh, it would have been nice. I don't know. If you're, like, scared of heights and you get up there, I wonder if you can keep a boner. Like, just, hmm. We're going to need one of you guys to try it out and email me with the results. See how that worked out for you. Um, Man, how did you guys hear about the Indonesian soccer game? Yeah, there was like a riot and it killed like 100 fucking people. Dude, that's got to be a fucking bitch to go home and be like, Hey, um, we went out to go to this soccer game today and uh, Beto's not going to make it, man. He died. Like what? <laughs> I think they like chunk. They they shot a fuck ton of tear gas out there, and you know if only cowboy Dallas Cowboy fans were like that. You never you never see them do that shit. Like have a riot or some shit. I don't know. 
Maybe somebody was cheating at the soccer game. Who knows? But a fucking riot over a sport? Come on now. There are these guys that went fishing. They're in a fishing tournament. Me, you know, I love fishing. I've made it I made it known before. And these guys are like champions. You know, they've they they got like the shirts that they're wearing look like race car, NASCAR driver shit with the long sleeves. You know, and they got the sponsors all over them. Um they they got like they have won over three hundred thousand dollars in cash prizes. They've gotten uh what's that shit? Like f- more than two boats out of this shit. You know, they're 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 fucking championship fishermen. So here's what's going here's what happened. There were like four fish in every basket. So everybody would come up there and weigh those fish. And then it was like first one was just all like, oh, six point eight pounds. Another one comes up with the four fish. Oh, eight pounds. Another one comes up with the fish. Eleven pounds. And then the next one comes up. Eight pounds. Tell me why these motherfuckers bring the same amount, four fish, and as soon as they put it down, 33 pounds. Dude, that right there was bullshit. Not even any, no person other than, like, no other fucking contestant had fish that weighed 20 pounds. These motherfuckers, what they caught, they got caught doing is putting egg weights inside the fish's mouth and making them weigh more. And so whenever they won, they were like, hold up your fish. Like, let's take a picture. And when they did, people were like, yo, that fish looks deformed. Like, what the fuck is wrong with that fish? We need to figure out, like, is that does that really weigh what it what they're saying it does? You know, was there a weight on their basket or something? So they're like, well, let's let's be fair. Let's cut the fish open, make sure there's nothing in it. And as they cut them open, they find these little silver uh, egg weights in there. And just like, motherfucker, how many times have they cheated like that? All those boats, all that money, that's a felony, dude. As a fisherman myself, I don't feel like I have the fisherman's confidence to even enter into a competition. So if I were to pay money to get in a competition and somebody fucking cheated... I'm for to put a bullet in somebody's ass, bitch. I worked for that money. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm surprised nobody shot. They were lucky that they weren't in Texas. They were lucky when they that they weren't in Texas. They were like in Michigan or something. I don't know. It, well, I mean, shit, they got guns up there too. Uh, my homeboy George tells me all about Michigan. That shit don't play. Eight mile is real. It's an eight to 12 mile. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that shit was fucked up, and uh, I hope they get put in jail. Did y'all hear about that little baby concert? <laughs> Let me take a swig. That's good shit. Anyways, little baby, the the rapper, the one that sounds like he's so hurt. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like his music. Uh, his fans destroyed the festival grounds after uh, after he canceled his show. Like, I'm talking about Woodstock 99. Can't, like, trashed the place, fucked everything up, broke stuff. Who knows if things were looted 
you know, at a ba- little baby concert, somebody that doesn't know what's going on might be all like, oh, another fucking white cop must have shot a black man. Well, let me take this shit and I'm going to steal this merch and let's burn it all down. <laughs> right? Let's, let's make whoever didn't have shit to do with it pay. <laughs> anyway, though. So, yeah, all the little babies threw a, threw a little baby tantrum. <laughs> Fuck. I got an email. All right, let me tell you guys about this email. I got an email that really picked my fucking brain. The email says, Salvia the Mint, what would be the most scariest shit? Given that it's October, this is a perfect time to answer this question. And I've been thinking about it all week long. Probably about a week and two days. So almost a week and a half. Week and a quarter. I don't know. The scariest thing that we could ever that could ever happen, I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna include everyone in this on that. All right. The scariest thing, in my opinion, that we could discover right now would be humans on another planet. Hear me out. On another planet. All right. Um, We are like psychologically prepared for aliens right now. You know, the CIA let that shit out and I've read them. It, it, it was a lot of bullshit. But when you when you pay attention, they've acknowledged UFOs and all that shit. So we're we're prepared to have aliens or to to know about aliens, but what if we found humans? You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's wearing a fucking water suit or some shit. Mm-hmm. What if they're better than us? You know they got like homing bullets, so they can sit there with a, like a gun and just go ah and. They've already locked on to your ass. It's over with, bro. You done. You might as well go ahead and say goodbye. You never know. That would be fucking scary. Because it's like, how, what, you know, missing dots, connections, something. Am I right? That, In my opinion, that would be the most horrifying thing is to find humans on another planet. What if they don't like us, too? Like, a, they were like a... a like a tribe that's like uncontacted by the rest of the world. So there's no civilization. We just say, hey, what's up, man? Reach out your hand and you just get like 18 stabs in your... Yeah, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> that shit would be scary. Other than that, I mean, I was th- I was going to say um, like Jason Voorhees, you know... Uh, what was it? What movie is it? Friday the 13th? Or yeah, one of those horrifying shit actually be real but uh let's give a huge shout out to ukraine right now ukraine retook a a key city that putin claimed to have annexed and uh putin's feeling the fucking pressure right now (laughs) he's uh he's really stressing about it now you know what sucks putin said something that really like um it really said with me. He said that why can't we use nukes? Like why can't we have nukes? Because it, it it worked well for the Americans. The uh, America used nukes 
And it worked pretty good for them. And I was like, well, you know what? He's got a fucking point. <laughs> oh, man. Patent is no longer pending. They done already remade their own nukes. But, uh, yeah, that's funny. Just <laughs> I hate it whenever I lose the logic. Putin's a smart dude, I guess, in terms of <laughs> warfare. Well, not too smart. I mean, his people got fucking whacked. He's starting to consider uh, pulling out in Ukraine. Now, this is not a shit on Russia at all. I, I know that people from that from Russia happen to listen to this podcast somehow. And I got nothing but love for you. And I always will. Moscow, my heart's still left over there. Not playing. Uh, your vodka rule, fucking rules. And, uh, yeah, that's that. But I will say... Um, I don't mean any hate. All warfare is fucking stupid. I mean, don't get me wrong. When two people have problems and beef with each other, it's not somebody else's job to come fight each other and kill and see who wins. You know, how about those two people that had that problem together? Fight and try to shoot and kill each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, how about President Biden? Instead of sending troops over there who have families and got shit going on, why don't Biden get his ass up Somebody guide him over there to Putin, and they just have a little shootout. I mean, it won't take Biden much to die. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. I was just, I'm just trying to paint a picture in your minds. Please don't fucking arrest me for shit. You already know how the fucking uh, cops are. But that's my way of saying that Putin is the stronger man. Dun, 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 dun. Tony just said that. Take it home with you. Hey. All right. In all in all honesty, uh, I genuinely feel, and this was a question asked me if uh, asked to me. Ugh. This is a question that somebody asked me about sugar mamas. First off, I didn't know that they exist until I went on TikTok and I found out that they absolutely exist. But the question was, if some sugar mama told me or told you that you could have something free for life, would you sleep with her? And, you know, and all she requires was some sugar. I said, well, I'm going to have to write those terms. So I will say it like this. If some sugar mama chick told me that I could have free flaming crab. That's right. People in in Pennsylvania, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Easton is the best location. All right? Free flaming crab, mind you. For life. If I sleep with her, I'm all in. Sorry, but uh, I'm going to be like, babe, let me sing a song. These are my confessions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would totally fucking do it. Hell yeah, that shit is fucking delicious. Dude, I could sell my soul for some crab legs. I love them. I love them just as much as I love chicken wings. But when I was in Pennsylvania, the, I would ask people, who's got good wings? Who's got good wings? And I've already said this before. They don't do it like they do in the South. They don't. It's fucking delicious down here. We got flavor. Speaking of, and I got I got proof to back this shit up. 
um, some people, uh, acquaintances that I've met over in Pennsylvania have made their way down here to Texas. That's right. And we let them try authentic Mexican food. They loved it. It, it, the dude was like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. Here in our town of Ennis, there's a steakhouse called uh, the Rustin Cattle Company. And uh, they, we got him to stop there. He said on his first night here, he went to that restaurant and uh, was blown away by the steak. And I told you, that's how Texas does it. He said he got the Wagyu steak and it was good. And it goes, oh, yeah, I know. He saw he got the appetizers with those little cheese curds. It goes, oh, I know. I had all that shit. That's fucking delicious. And so he was just like asking me, how do y'all do that shit? I say, man, it takes a long time, but it's all about the flavor. Got to have spice. You got to have flavor. Shit like that. I don't think he knows about that. Anyways, he got to try other spots, too. Uh, I told him, do you like chicken wings? He goes, I love anything. I love food. And I was like, say less. Let me take you to another spot. It's a place called Pluckers. Over in Arlington. There's one in Dallas. But there's also one in Arlington. Since you know how to get to Arlington, I'll tell you about Pluckers. Get there early. And uh, you won't be disappointed. Everything's fantastic. Dude fucking loved it. Uh, he had a, this place right here in downtown Ennis. Called Limericks. He showed me pictures of this big ass sandwich. And some beers. I don't know where he got the beers from. I don't remember. Sorry. But um, yeah. Limericks makes a mean ass sandwich. And so he was just like fuck yeah. Now mind you I'm in this locker room right. Somebody asked the dude. So man how do you like in Texas so far. This dude says man it's so fucking great. Because this place is fucking amazing, bro. I love it here. It's, even, it's so much better than PA. And then we were just kind of looking at it. At that point, he caught all our attention. Because we were like, no way you're going to turn your back on your home state. Right? Um, I mean, it's not like the Eagles have a lot of Super Bowls. <laughs> the Eagles won, like, what? One Super Bowl? Anyways. Uh, but, yeah, he was saying, like, man, the... The food's better. The the shopping is better. Like, everything is so fucking... Like, it's so much better than it is at home. And then he starts to talk about the women. So I had to chime in. And I say, yeah, as soon as you got off that plane here in Dallas, you noticed all the women had booties. Mm-hmm. They got booted cheeks, baby. And he was just all like, yeah, man, I just... I'm looking around like I don't know which one to pick. I was like, boy, you have a woman. I was like, dude, you got one. But anyways, he uh, he said something else that I won't say on this show. Because, you know, I'm going to keep it as a real one. But I was like, man, I'm glad you like Texas. I am really love it. I'm glad you like the food. I'm glad you like all this, you know. And uh, don't get me wrong, I loved PA as well. Um, there there are definitely, like Flaming Crab, there was a, there's a lot of other shit that I really enjoyed. And um, so, yeah, you know, tit for tat. I'm glad he had an experience that he won't forget. And uh, he's leaving Saturday. So that's uh, tomorrow. And he's going to uh, tell everybody about this place. He's got pictures. He's got the experience. 
Show them what it's like to have Southern uh, TLC. You know what I'm saying, baby? Get that TLC. So I was thinking about this for a hot minute. All right? I got an email. Another one. I know. Somebody says that he's been married for 12 years. You've been married for 12 years? I've been married for like seven and a quarter. So 12 years is like, damn, that's up there. And um, he was asking, you're hilarious, but sometimes you're honest. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay, you got a point. Go ahead. And so he's like, sometimes you're honest, but what is something that I could do to keep the spark alive? You know, to keep the spark going in my in my marriage. Mind you, it's been together for 12 years, like married. That doesn't count dating and all that shit. They got married for 12 years. Mm. I mean, when they've done just about everything. I mean, if you guys haven't gone to a club, I would say have a bunch of drinks. You know, get a good bu- alcohol buzz going and go to a strip club. Um, a very, you know, if you haven't done it, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting, you know, just to show like, this is that one night that I'm going to let somebody else grind up on you, or I want to see another girl grind up on you, baby, you know, shit like that. I've done it. We had fun. I was like, first off, I want you and I want you. I want both of y'all to dance on my wife at one time. And I was sitting there flinging fucking $10 ones at one time. I think we got a one-song dance, so it was fun, you know? It was like, damn. That's one thing I love about my wife. I, I'm going to break it off and, and uh, real quick and talk about my wife real quick. She's pretty fucking laid back. Like, if I sit there and look at her, back, like, damn, this bitch got a fat ass. And she's just all like, hell yeah, damn. It's like, especially Carol G, the, the singer. Carol G, she just went to go see them. Uh, go see her. She had a blast. But Carol G, she's fucking fine. She looks like a Mexican Rihanna, in my opinion. <laughs> but that's just me. That bitch, goddamn, baby, you can get it. Just like Sabrina, the teenage witch. Sabrina got competition now, bitch. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think the alcohol's hitting me now. So, um, yeah, I would definitely try like a strip club or something, gentlemen's club, something that's like you know, adults only, cabaret, uh, or a comedy show. If you haven't been to a comedy show, that's always a good thing, to, you know, a good date night. But here's something if you want to be very cheesy and romantic. Listen up, players. All right. Go take like a little picnic, right? Like a picnic at a pond. Or a lake or something where you're in the fucking grass laying on a goddamn towel. All right. Knowing me, I'm going to want to stretch out. So I'm going to have like two or three towels laid out. But anyways, regardless. You take you like an art, um, like a piece of paper that has no lines on it. So it's like an art canvas, you know. You start drawing on it. Start drawing on it. You said it. God damn, man, this fucking phone. This phone knows when I'm recording, and it's just like, oh, I'm going to fuck your shit up. And that's what it does. Anyways, so here's the thing. You take like an art canvas. Y'all start drawing. 
But first, you set a timer for five minutes. And once that timer goes ding or whatever your shit is on your phone, y'all swap. Give the other person the thing. And then y'all keep on drawing from there for the next five minutes. And spend an hour doing that and see what the fuck you get. It's a good way for you guys to be goofy, to be romantic. It's time, quality time spent together. That's right, baby. OG fucking player Anthony just put you on a goddamn game. Do it, and you will get your titties sucked. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've been working out. My titties is going away. Like, they're starting to flatten the fuck out. I got little speed bumps. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, yeah. Anyways. But you feel what I'm saying. You're going to have a good night after that. Early, you know, it, it starts with a little bit of foreplay. You know what I mean? Joke around. Grab their ass. Squeeze their ass in public or something. I don't know. However you want to keep the spark alive with your wife, that's, that's you, player. But that's all I got. All right, let's move on. All right, all right. So um, at this point in the podcast, we're going to start winding it down. But that don't mean we still don't got no hot takes, all right? Um, the next email um, asked, Will you lose your manhood if you let someone penetrate your asshole? Now, first, you know, a lot of guys are going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's totally gay. But is it? I mean, you know where the male G-spot is, right? It's up the dude's ass, you know? And um, trust me, my gay friends swear by it. <laughs> uh, I Me, mean, personally, I've never done it. But uh, I do have some other friends who are not gay. And they said, uh, yes, worth it. I mean, before I can even finish the sentence, before I can even put the period on that sentence, the answer yes was told. So um, I've never had anything up my ass before, you know, but um, I don't know. Might be willing to try it, you know what I'm saying? Got one hand here and one hand here. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I got to know how it's done. You know what I mean? I'm not going to take a dick up my ass. You know, that, that's one thing I'm not going to do. But if if the orgasm could be a hell of a lot harder, I don't know, man. Just kind of kind of curious here. But then the next part of this question is, uh, so I guess it's an I don't know. I don't know if I'm really down to use do that shit. But the next question would be, um, what about eating ass? Do you give or receive? <sighs> I've eaten ass before. Uh, a few times. And um, definitely it was after a shower. So, you know, I felt like it was free range. And uh, I was high as fuck on cocaine. This was years ago, uh, but I've done it, and uh, I mean, of course, for me, it didn't give me no fucking nothing, because I'm the one doing it, but I've also known people who have had, and dudes who are straight, who have had their assholes eaten, and apparently, they said the same thing, if somebody's gonna lick your asshole, let them. And I was like, really? I mean, 
the most I've ever gotten to it was wiping my ass from shit, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. That's it's a little wild one. It feels weird because like, do you kiss them afterwards? Like, let's say my wife is like down there, you know, blowing me, she goes down to the balls, does her little thing with that, and then uh, drops it even lower to the asshole. Like, I, I, how do I even respond to that? That's like a. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, that's kind of weird, though. <laughs> of all questions to ask, you talk about eating ass and ass. I, let me ask you this. Then why don't you resend me the fucking email? Do you take it up the ass or let people eat your ass? Shit. I got a, a meme real quick. It is, um, what was that shit? Oh, I lost it. It was saying, like, move in silence or some shit like that. I don't know. It was like a chessboard. I don't move in silence, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I have a podcast, okay? I let you guys know too much. Anyways, um, but yeah, life's a bitch and it ends at some point in time. So let me just tell you this right now. Give me a second. Let's take a quick moment from a very proud supporter of this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Superspeciosa.com. That's right. Superspeciosa.com is um, probably one of the most fantastic sources of Kratom that is out there on the market. You may have heard me before, but I will say look at it for look it up for yourself. If you check on YouTube or even the website itself, you can see that there's mad videos of like G- GMPs, there's there's like manufacturing processes, testing, shit to make sure that your product that you pur- purchase from them is 100%. This is superspeciosa.com. It's, it's probably going to be one of the absolute best sources for your Kratom right now. And I'm just, I'm just letting you guys know because you know I'm always going to tell you where the fire is at. Right now, you can get $50, listen up, I think I have your attention now, $50 off your purchase at superspeciosa.com by using promo code BULK89, let me double check that real quick, that's right, BULK89, and you'll get $50 off your fucking order, who the fuck else is gonna do that, you think I ain't putting in the fucking work for y'all? How else? Name somebody else that's going to take 50 bucks off your shit. Anyways, Super Speciosa is probably some of the best shit that you're going to find. Uh, those of you that are connoisseurs of Kratom, there's a very good product at Super Speciosa. Uh, exotic, uh, what is that? Blue Exotic as well. But I'm just letting you know. I'm putting you guys on game. I love Super Speciosa and uh, they love you guys as well. So hit them up and get that fucking uh, $50 off with the promo code BOLK89. And uh, all right, let's get back into the show. It's um, it's getting towards that end. I, I think I'm starting to get drunk. So it's time to go play some very loud guitar and fuck with the neighbors next door. <laughs> um, I will say this, y'all. I've had a great time doing this episode. 
And I hope you have a great time listening to this shit. But regardless, this is how we kick off spooky season every year. We get drunk and we talk about spooky shit. And anyways, um, yeah, I will say this. I got an email and accidentally deleted it with my bulk mail or the spam mail because of the spam folder. It was a woman, um, redhead. I hope you're listening to this so that you could resend it. The redhead who had the trucker hat on and you made, I believe, a chicken fried steak. It was like a thin piece of meat, uh, a very thin cut steak that was heavily breaded. And uh, you whip, you made homemade gravy and just poured that shit all over it. Made a, a blend of spices, spiced rice, seasoned rice. It was, um, it was very good. It, it looks very good. I haven't tried it like personally, but I want to do, I want to try your recipe. Please, oh, and your, uh, your peach cobbler. Send that one too. Please, I will put everybody on this show on your recipe. That shit looked fucking phenomenal. So please resend that to me. Other than that, that's all I got today, guys. We just about made it to the end of this hour. And uh, I, I just I want to thank everybody here that has stuck with me for the last couple of years who still are hopping on the, the, the train now. I mean, you guys get to see my dark days. You guys get to see my bright days. Just fuck it. You know what? At one point in time, my days are going to end. And I'm just glad that you guys got to be a part of it because you're never alone. And hopefully somehow, some way, you guys can relate to, uh, yeah, to everything on this show. I'm fucking drunk. Thank you guys. <sighs> Thank you guys for, uh, for, for tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, man. I'm gonna go jam out on this guitar and fuck some more shit up. I love you guys, and I'll see you on the next episode of Spooky Season. Peace. Oh shit, I was supposed to stop this. What the fuck? You're awful. Shoot that. Yeah. Salvia the Mint. Tu sabes, wey. Hey, who made it? Oh, I made it. From the D to the A, I ain't talking about Yachty from Dallas to Austin. We got the bitch popping. I ain't talking about the Beatles or no Rolling Stone, but a lot of these niggas, they know how I'm rocking. These niggas gon' paste it right after they copy. I'm out in LA smoking dope in the lobby. Wake up and get money, shit turn to a hobby. Can't do what I do cause you do it so sloppy. My niggas still whip till it hard like Jane. We do it for profit, we don't do it for fame. Nigga try threatening me about his sister and shit. I'm stomp nigga brains in his head like Kane. Whole gang iced up, boy, it's cold as a last. I'm straight out of Texas, that's south in Nebraska. I never met daddy, that boy was a bad. Finna roll up a wood and take off like NASA. Cut bitches off, you would think I'm a ball. Give a fuck about a Bentley, I'm cool in my charge. My bag still running, this bitch getting lost. Keep my shit off the web, bitch, I'm not Peter Parker. At first you want bottom, we turn to a starter. A whole lot of pints trying to dunk on bitch Carter. We leave him for dead like a phone on the charger. Play around with that gang, bet he won't see tomorrow. I still made it out in this bitch full of hate. Steady getting that check, I ain't got time to waste. I be rocking this ice, but don't know how to skate. He ain't fucking with us, then he just can't relate. This ain't Chick fil A, but come place you a order. Look, Quench, y'all go dumb like he got a disorder. I don't post on the ground, but I still a recorder. She give me that noggin, and then I extort her. At first it was Dicky, but now it's Versace. 
These Alexanders, these not no Harachis Her he talking stiff like he finna come drop me We pull up with I and get it hot like a tacky The light always green, who the fuck finna stop me? Got a full nigga for nigga too stocky She draw the button that she itching the tie She came to the crib tryna do some Pilates Put in my pockets like they quesadillas No new niggas stay the fuck back, we don't need them My circle can't get bigger than a tortilla I'm mixing this indica up with sativa At first it was bad, then it gotta look good I still got some family stuck in the hood Like my last night night, we gon' do him like shoes Better stay out the way or get rolled like a wood We gon' do that boy bad and not say sorry This ain't for a camera, this ain't iCarly Is you ready to ride like a bike or a heart? We gon' turn this bitch up like a show or a party You can try if you want, but it ain't gon' be easy Just hit my little cousin if you need a piece If they ain't got a question, I'm riding for sheezy I keep Kim K like Latuzzi was Yeezy Cook that bitch up, Milan.